All right, Matt Ray, there's been a huge snowstorm on the East Coast. Uh, upwards of 30-plus <laughs> inches of snow have been dumped in uh, places like New York, Pennsylvania, D.C. The entire East Coast is under a giant snowstorm. And I got to tell you right now, Matt Ray, I don't care one bit. I'm sitting here. <laughs> I just sit for the for those watching along. I'm in I'm in the a tropical 75 degrees here in Austin, Texas. Absolutely yep. beautiful day. You and you got a TV floating next to some TV, palm trees behind green you. Green screen thing going here doesn't even make any sense, but it's beautiful. And I, I think to myself, you know, it, you have to enjoy the small things in life, right? Because in August it's going to be I don't know a thousand degrees here. People will be telling me how crazy it is to live in Texas or this. Uh, people will be writing uh, articles like we talked about before, you know, the fact that like, hey, Austin is bad to move to in the summer. But let me tell you right now, I just, I want to defend Austin because this is the day. Like there's no snow here, zero, it's 70 degrees. And when it did snow last week or maybe two weeks ago, you know what we did when we had to shovel it? We didn't do anything. We just waited to the afternoon and all just melted. <laughs> Everyone just took the day off, it all melted, and we just <sighs> went on with our lives. So I was wondering, like, has it ever snowed? And does Sydney ever get snow? Are you living uh, living this beautiful no. life as well as me? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for for today's snow day, I will be going snorkeling. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, so, so probably, uh, you know, late late afternoon, I'll uh, uh, head off. Uh, you know, take take uh, my my snorkeling buddy. Uh, my one of my kids is really into it, and so we'll go and. Uh, See some fish, you know, swim around uh, the the Cabbage Bay for an hour or so, and uh, you know, see a, a few sharks, some rays. It'll be a good time, and uh, then we'll go back for the snow day because it's it's summer here in Sydney. Uh, I think today the high is going to be like 82, 83. So, uh, or you know, yeah, so I think we should like give maybe say, some, advi- some advice to the New Yorkers, right? It's like, I mean, here you are in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Move to Sydney. I was going to say, well, I mean, I think our only advice here is just this: way. they're in the middle of a pandemic been hard right hard in the city now it's pretty cold now you have a lot of yep. snow can't leave the house if you could leave the house you couldn't walk and can't go anywhere so what's our recommendation in new york city like can we just like time to move is this it shut it down last one out turn off the lights is there anything else <laughs> they, they can do well i i, I saw that their mayors uh been tweeting at, at austin saying you know hey we've got live music too you know if you can make it here you can make it anywhere oh, so new york city has been de, de blasio was, was tweeting that oh really wow like yeah. wow. i thought yeah. i thought you're supposed to punch up like can't new york city can't punch down to austin i mean they got like 20 million people city punch up to what, what do they punch up to hey hey Earth. <laughs> i don't know like sydney I mean, maybe, maybe tokyo sideways at like L- london yeah. yeah i mean come on yeah no i so so uh you know i you should come to Sydney. It's lovely this time of year. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe once, uh, you know, uh, things change and they open up the borders, yeah, people could come hang out here. They could summer, summer in the, in the Australia. Uh, but, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, I think maybe that's what we should uh, say because people in that article that was pretty critical of Austin, they said, Hey, we, you know, you, if you can afford it, you, everyone leaves Austin in the summer. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. So, sort of true depending on who you are, but maybe we should need to flip it around and be like, Hey, why don't you winter in Austin? All you New Yorkers, just come on down here. Don't buy any real estate. Don't you know? Don't use any of the services. Don't you know? Don't bring any cars here. But come on down. Oh, okay. Spend the spend the winter with us, and then you know, head back to the city. Enjoy your. Uh, although I guess everyone leaves New York, though, don't they? They all go to the, the yeah. They all go down to so. Florida or the well, Caribbean. Yeah. Well, then there'd be no one in New York any of the time. So I don't know. I don't know what to say to the people in New York now. Where do you stand on the age old debate? 
uh, debate of like, would you rather have a moderate summer, right? But cold winter or vice versa, the, the, mod, the very, very hot summer in a moderate winter. Like where, where do you come down on this? Well, Sydney is, is moderate both. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the, the, you know, there are definitely uh, parts of Sydney uh, that get really hot, but I am, um, it doesn't quite look like your background. I'm not that close to the beach, but I can, you know, see the water from my house. So uh, uh, it, it never gets very hot. Um, you know, it rarely cracks into uh, the 90s or, you know, the, the high 30s, as the case may be. And uh, it never drops below 40 Fahrenheit in the winter. So, you know, we're not going to get any snow. Uh, it's not going to be blazing hot. I only have room air conditioning in a couple of rooms. We use it, you know, at night when we're sleeping, I guess. But uh, it's super mild here. It's lovely. Um, you know, whenever people complain about the hot, the heat, I'm like, look, Austin, we, you know, I remember having hundred days over a hundred. Um, you know, that was not uncommon. Only then I have to say, you know, a hundred days over 40 and they're like, Whoa. So, uh, <laughs> you're like 40. Anyway, it's nothing. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. It's nothing. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I, I I'm, I'm loving Sydney right All now. All right. So your, your point is made here. Everyone needs to move. Sydney, Sydney's <laughs> a great town. Now I was doing some research in Australia this week. And I get all my facts from, um, <laughs> from I get all Twitter? my facts from YouTube. That's where uh, I get. So it came uh, up on uh, one of the videos. Actually, my son was watching that. I think Australia has like one of the world's longest roads. I don't know if it's the longest roads. And I was like, how is that possible? So they showed it, and it's essentially a highway that, if you will, like drive. It goes around the circumference of Australia. Mm-hmm. It's just one yeah, giant yeah. thing. So it's like I don't know, five thousand, six thousand miles all the way around. So my question is like, is Australia just bad at geometry? Like, why why not cut some of that off? Like, can you not go through the middle? Like, I was like, this you, you is, can go through the middle. This you can go through the middle. Efficient. There's some there. There are there are uh, highways traversing east, west, north, south. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they're paved the entire way. So what happens when you get to like the middle? Is it just desert? Like, what what is in the well, middle? Well, no, it, it goes to like kind of you know uh, off road. Um, you know, it, it's it's high grade, unpaved, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of boring desert, uh, as, as somebody in the Slack said. Um, you know, it, it, I I went out to uh, that's where uh, Ayers Rock, uh, Uluru, the the big rock in the middle. Um, it's smack dab in the middle of the country, and I went out there in in winter, July, um, and it was it was kind of awesome. But I can see in the summer when it's you know 120. Uh, Fahrenheit out there that uh, you probably don't want to be there. Um, but yeah, the roads don't have a lot of traffic. Uh, there's nobody on those uh, roads know, there's, there's in the middle of a desert that are don't are not paved, not widely used. Has, and and saying, they huh? have these they have they have these big um, semi trucks, and instead of having just like one trailer, they'll have two or three, maybe four, and and they're um, and so they have like these huge convoys of, of just like, you know, trucks going across. So there is a train. You can take a train east, west and north, south. Um, and, you know, sometime I'll probably, you know, I'd like to do it. I'm not sure anybody else in my family is keen on, you know, being on a train for a week. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, at some point I'm going to take one of those Outback train rides. 
um, just for the experience. All right. Well, is there, um, this is the final thing that we, this is the most important question. Is there some kind of cannonball run uh, kind of thing where people try to drive around the loop, Ooh. the whole 5,000? Oh, I, probably not the whole loop. Probably going uh-huh. straight across would make more sense. Uh-huh. Uh, that loop. I mean, you hear, I've seen things about people like taking four months to ride their bike around the loop or something like that, or, um, you know, raising money for charity and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. man, that there, because I've been out to Western Australia and there are places where they're like next gas station, five hours, right? <laughs> uh, you know, what does that mean? Last Bring ga- your own gas? Like, what are you supposed to do? Just like yes, strap it on yes, the back? Literally, literally. Yeah. And, and then, and, and that's when the roads like go unpaved. You know, it's like, you know, you're driving along the highway and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, just as, as, you know, the cement stops and it's, it's high grade dirt roads, you know, <laughs> that are well-maintained. And (laughs) I mean, there are literally like thousands of miles of nothing. Hey, everybody. It's me. Today's show is sponsored by Strong DM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs? Meet Strong DM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you'll have more control and less hassle. StrongDM, manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt. All uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com slash SDT. No credit card required. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show. Matt, huge news out of Amazon this week. Jeff Bezos yep. or Bezos. I don't know. I'm always confused about how he actually says it. But more that's importantly, Mr. Jeff to you. Mr. Jeff, that's, you know what? <laughs> Point taken. He's stepping down. But I think news for our audience is uh, probably more important is uh, Andy Jassy. No, the leader, the CEO of AWS from the very beginning, as far as I can tell, is stepping up to the big leagues, taking over for uh, Amazon, for, for Bezos, and I guess taking over all of Amazon, the retail, everything else. So yeah, yeah. I think I wish we had known it. Like, I, I mean, I assume his last keynote was his swan song, right? I mean, didn't, that was the one where they didn't really have the audience. Uh, I'm going to put, I mean, he's hall, He's immediate entry into Hall of Fame tech keynotes. Jassy's right in there. I mean, there's not even, there's no waiting period. There's no five-year retirement. We put him <laughs> right in there as some, just he's a great He's not going to get Kurt Schilling. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my first question is like, do you think he gives it up? Like, do you, I mean, he has to give up that keynote, right? He can't do the Amazon no, CEO job. No, no, you still get, you still get, uh, you know, you still have uh, you know Larry Ellison dropping in on the Oracle ones. You yeah, get you get I mean, your Sundar. I mean, he doesn't even. What is he? He's just talking about random stuff. He doesn't. I don't even think he talks about the products or anything. Right? He just right, right. No, 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 no. no. I man, that, the, I mean, that's the Jassy hard keynote. He, can, he, nobody can stand up. Nobody uh, can can carry that torch of like you know I'm going to stand here for three hours and drill down into everything. Nobody's going to do that. I, I think this, in this case cannot be replaced. Right there no, is. No, it like, can't. I mean, it can't. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I and you know, um, 
and I don't know, like, you know, there was some, we were talking in the Slack, right, around, like, does, if you had to guess, if you said, like, next man up, number two person in AWS to take over, do you even have a guess? Do you even know who you think you would say, like, well, could it be Werner? No, could I, it be, like, the AI person? Any idea? Like, who who do you think? Well, was no, get I mean, the there, there are the, the two two names I've seen uh, sent around are um, the, the guy who took over sales and marketing. Um, who previously had managed, I think, partners, mm-hmm. and and has a very like partner centric MSP. Now, is this Doug background. right? Is like I have to look up his last name in a second. He was he was the former Jassy. Um, no, that's the other staff. guy. That's the okay. other guy. The, that's the, my, the like, current... if I'm putting money down. That's my money. You know, chief of staff. Yeah, that guy a, is, is the other. The... That's the other one. His name hasn't. Man, we we should prep and get these names written down. Um, well, I know the other one. His first name is Doug. It's complicated, Doug, because he also has, I think, uh, he's the, Korean. Yeah. Yeah. So he has like he kind he, of he, he was the country manager for Korea. Came mm-hmm. over and was Jassy's right hand man. And I think he had and, a background at Google, which is kind of interesting. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, he he he's you know been at Amazon for I don't know ten years something like that. So um, obviously makes sense. He's Jassy's right hand man. But then the other guy was running uh, partner stuff for for aws and now leads aws sales mm-hmm. and i've seen his name more in the press stuff lately okay so maybe he's kind of it. you know it's not gonna be an outsider that's for sure you know nobody else knows how to write six-page memos um well i mean so... that, i tell you the upset of the century <laughs> would be someone from the outside coming in to manage uh, i mean that's not even on the board if we're like you know yeah. if we're having a casino we're like a thousand to one at best i mean no like, no it, it's you're going to take the, that chump money because somebody's going to be like, I know this guy at Pepsi, right? And you're going to take, you know, you'll give him 5,000 to one because you're like, look, dude, that's never happening. We will take your money, you know, because that is not happening. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be somebody already intimately familiar. But the thing is, when it comes back to those AWS keynotes, nobody's going to do a three-hour keynote. You, nobody is, they're going to break that up. You know, you're going to, you, you'll get, you'll get more, you know, uh, Werner, I think, is more on the tech side, so I don't think he's. <laughs> you think? I don't think the he, black T-shirts, the Metallica T-shirts, is probably. Is a, <laughs> you can't really see him kicking off the investor relations hey, meeting, can you? <laughs> I, I'm sure he sits in on them and smiles and glad handles. I know, but, but like that's totally different. You know how it is. There's blue blazers oh, and black T-shirts. You cannot be the same person. You have to pick no, one. No, no, right? no. I, 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 I get that. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I feel a little bit of. Uh, myself in that like you know you you talk to people and they're like well what do you think about you know doing more of the sales stuff and i'm like nah <laughs> you know i i i'm gonna stick with yeah to be clear to it's not that you can't transition you can say to yourself my career I would oh like everyone to, can i want to put yeah. on the blue blazer i want to embrace that persona but like nothing about werner says that he's he's up for that like i don't think you know he doesn't even want to do that well, him, what does he need to prove Right. No, yeah, I think, but I think that's more like he doesn't need to prove. He needs to just want to do that. I can't imagine going in as, hey, you want to run the whole business? You want to like do all this? He's like, no, I'm I'm over here in a, a factory and I'm building stuff, and it's you know it's crazy over here. And so, uh, and I want to go back and at least get the. I'm going to try the name right. The partner person that I was trying to say is I think it's Doug Yum, and then he goes uh, his Korean name I think is Dong Hoon. So anyway, that's the person. That was the money I was putting there. Now, I will say the one thing I've always thought, even before this, was that if you ever go watch the Frontline documentary about Amazon, it's, it's good. It's good for lots of reasons. But when you see Bezos and Jassy, like kind of when they cut between them, it is like, to me, I mean, not clones, but I'm like, there's no one I've ever seen more t- 
that reminds me of Bezos than Jassy. Like Jassy is like literally the embodiment of the Bezos persona, right? Get more ripped. Yeah, no, we could, we could see him. Like if if that would be the track he would be on, right? Is he clearly has all the mannerisms. He clearly knows the the company better than anyone. The focus, but like we could see like if he gets in shape and kind of goes through the makeover thing, then we're like, he'll be at (laughs) Bezos level nine. Right, like I mean, he's, it'll he's got just, a sports team. He need, he needs to pick oh, up hold, some media hold your thought on the sports. I'm coming to that in a second. <laughs> so, uh, so that so now, Doug, I think is fantastic. I've seen him present. I've watched the lower, lower profile though. Lower profile. Well, I mean, not just lower profile. I mean, the wattage is just way down. And I'm listen. And when I say that, that's not a criticism. It's like I mean, I don't know, Jassy Bezos. The, you like, can be a smooth operator, right? They're like a thousand percent wattage, right? I mean, I know like there's very few people who are just going to match that level of anything. Right. And and and, the, and frankly, the world's better for that. Like we don't want more of that. I don't. I think we need less. So so I just think like yeah, like Doug isn't gonna like he's not doing a Jassy keynote. Like, I mean, that's just not that, you know, that's like me trying to play quarterback in the Super Bowl this week. I mean, it's like, that's not happening. Like, you know, like I could go to the Super Bowl. Maybe I could give directions on how to play quarterback, but I'm not playing we're giving, quarterback. We're giving you 70,000 to one, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not happening. Right. So, uh, so that's, that's my biggest thing is like quite, that the first thing. So I'm really interested. I guess we'll have to wait and see my money again. I've had to put money, money, it'd be on Doug, but of course, as many people, there's probably lots of people we don't know at AWS. And oh yeah. Yeah. And people I are mean, making. We, we, the point earlier that uh, maybe that's a strategy that they've kind of undertaken is they only really want like one or two powerful kind of front men or women in this case for um, these positions. And maybe there's somebody being groomed behind the scenes that we just, we just don't know about, but um, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Now you uh, brought up a good question here. So I've been doing some more research here because you know, when there's new management, uh, that's always a time to like dust off some ideas that you've have, right. And you think to yourself, Hey, maybe now's the time to take this this new proposal too. So, doing the research here, the one of the, one of the few differences they pointed out between Bezos and Jassy is the following: Bezos does not like sports. Jassy is loves <laughs> the New York Giants, so he's a huge football fan, right? Yeah. Well, at least that's what I'm reading on the internet. So, Matt, this is our chance. I'm thinking NFL, uh, Amazon NFL Sunday ticket. This is the time, right? We take this to him. This is what we're gonna do. We want the hardware group, new streaming boxes that can stream up to eight games simultaneously into your house. We have a whole streaming box that comes with that. It has plenty of HDMI outs so that you can watch all of the games that you want for both the NFL Sunday ticket, as well as we're going to do the same thing for all of college football. We want all of the out-of-market rights so we can stream NFL and college football games around the world to anyone that wants to watch it, and they can watch up to eight games simultaneously. So I think this is this is our pitch to him. This is the moment. We say, like, listen, hey, Bezos, he wasn't into the NFL. He only did, what, one game a week on Thursday that was already simulcast. So it was like, what's the point of that? Like, I mean, who cares? We don't care about that. But I think we go into him, man, I think, because and I think we're the ideal people to do this. We are the, the intersection of football and technology. As our software-defined talk Slack shows, there's exactly three people that want this, and it's you, me, <laughs> and Brian Gracely. That's, that's the three of us. We go into Jassy. We're like... Brandon, it's two and a half. I don't care about pro football. <laughs> that's fine. That's right, Matt. That's that's okay, Matt. There's plenty of jobs. Like I'm going to put you in far in charge of college okay, football. Okay. You're in on the college that, that, football, right? Uh, I'm in. I'm in fact, in. they may but, be so big, I may just leave you in Texas. Like I'm just going to put you on Texas. If we get to the point we oh, just wow. we need enough people, right? I mean, that's we got to think big. We got to think. Okay. Think but see huge. that that you know you're going to go in with this proposal. He's like, all right, we just made fifty billion dollars this quarter. Um, I don't care. Next. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm going to say, listen, we are going to take over live sports. Because here's my pitch to you. We start with NFL. Then we go to college football. Then we do Premier League, right? Then we do NBA. And then, Matt, this is where it starts to get a little bit. I need a little bit of your help, right? We're then going to take on cricket, which I don't know that much about. because that's. But I know it's huge in India and other parts of the world. And, and yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't really watch Australian rules football, but I'm into it. I like it. When I see it, the highlights, I'm you like. You got to scoop that stuff up. Because I, mean, I remember listen, I, take, I remember the early days of ESPN when they didn't have anything. Yeah. I, they were all about We get it all. Matt, right. we get all of it. And we call this Amazon Prime Live Sports. They already have this group. But we've, we've just laid out the worldwide domination. We want to become the number one. Hear me out, Matt. So now, now okay, we're going to get that part. Then we're going to rewrite fantasy football and for all of these apps, all of the apps, like we're all playing on Yahoo. Why? I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, the Yahoo fantasy app is talk about long forgotten, but all of us are there. So we get the new Amazon fantasy app, right? Start, we start bringing people over there. Now hear this one out. Now this one's a little bit out there, right? <laughs> Amazon live sports book, right? Then we allow people to bet on the games uh, as that's becoming a more worldwide phenomenon watch the games, and then ultimately we want to get to the point, and then all the retail tie-ins. I don't even have to draw the picture there, of course, right? Buy all your greatest gear for University of Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, Australian football teams I don't know their names of. This, I mean, this writes itself. This is a multi-billion dollar business that Amazon has to get into immediately. This is Jassy's day one. Hey, as, as Jeff uh, signed off his email, Every day is day one. This is the day one pitch. You need to see it with me, Matt. Are you in? Are we in on this? Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the boldness of the vision. Um, I mean, because, you know, the, the battle lines are drawn, right? You got Disney over there holding the ESPN. Exactly. You know, they, yes. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, All right. Well, listen, sure. we're only, at this point, we're only six pages short of the six-page memo that we need to, to send in to, to Jassy to get this fired up. So over the weekend, we crank this out. We get it there's in some, there. there. There's some good bullet points there to, to space yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, the narrative is almost written. The narrative <laughs> is almost done because that's what I want. Amazon Live Sports, finally, make it happen. All right. All right. All right. So in also more seriousness, though, um, the, the big thing I thought for the earnings was, one, Amazon itself topped $100 billion. So fantastic, wow. right? That's for the whole company. And then it looked like um, the AWS continues to grow. I think it was... You know, this is always one of those things. It's up uh, 28% revenue growth, right? So I'm just going to oh, preempt yeah. the comment now. This is what Andy Jesse would say. Remember, it's 23, 28% of a huge number. So again. Exactly. So, that that uh, CNBC article has their AWS Web Services quarterly revenue growth, and everything is downward. It's all down and to the right, which, you know, nobody wants that. And But it's like, wait a second. This is just the growth. You can't keep, you know, you can't keep those those exponential growths going, and, and so it's it's a super misleading chart because um, yeah, twenty nine percent year over year is still amazing. Yeah, and we'll put a, a note here because they showed kind of all the other the Amazon, um, the GCP earnings, which we'll talk about in a second, as well as Azure, all on one thing. So, I mean, at this point, it's a fifty billion dollar business, is what I think most people kind of just kind of characterize it as. So. I, you know, as we kind of just keep looking at this, I don't know if there's anything else more to say other than AWS is the dominant winner in this market. Clearly, you know, we'll talk about Google in a second, our competitors investing to keep up, but they're just hitting on all cylinders. And I think this kind of goes back to like, if you were planning on a transition, this seems like the perfect time to transition, right? You can almost oh, yeah. see like one, they hit the milestone of the $100 billion. So that's obviously Jeff, you know, can 
you know, sail off to the sunset or fly off in the rocket, I guess would be the way to say it. <laughs> and, you know, say he did it. He, he, I mean, he did kind of the unthinkable. He went from zero to a hundred billion dollars in sales in what, 20 years, yep. 20 plus years. Um, so the company's in, probably never been in better financial uh, areas. And then of course, AWS, incredible run there for Jassy. He can claim victory. So if anything, I think maybe it's the successor. So Jassy trying to keep the whole Amazon brand going, it's going to be tough. And then whoever steps yeah. in, I, I really do think that the person that has to step into the, the Jassy CEO role is probably the toughest job at Amazon because Jassy knows that business better than anything. He's going to know it better than you. And he has had this incredible success and it's unlikely anyone could continue to drive the success that he's had with it. So it seems like that's going to be a hard annual review every year that you sit down with Jesse and he goes over, he's like, and he just, like, that's not how I do it. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to say? You're like, well, uh, maybe we should, maybe, maybe you should do it. Or maybe, maybe we should yeah. do what you want to do. So, um, but I, I don't know. So I don't know. Do you think, are we seeing like any type of apex moment here or is this is sort of like a quick milestone nah, as they keep going on? I, I think this is like, you know, Tim Cook stepping in, uh, and you know, you just keep driving this thing. Um, there's that that's kind of the best part about it. like the stock you know the stock market was like oh you know bezos is dropping down is stepping out but look at those numbers oh we're gonna keep going up right that amazon stock did not slow down you know one iota and uh you know they're they're now the the dominant cloud vendor i mean they've been the dominant cloud vendor but now you you're you know you're seeing the the kind of jokey remarks about you know nobody's getting nobody gets fired for buying aws and you know it's kind of true like there you know the the cloud market continues to shake out um you know i I think you know we're going to talk about google here in a second but you know azure is you know where you go if you have a conflict of interest with aws (laughs) the conflict of interest cloud oh that's too funny well you know the conflict of interest cloud but also you know obviously microsoft has done a great job of keeping those relationships, those enterprise relationships they have, they released their numbers. They, they did very well as well. You know, so they're, uh, they, you know, not, not, uh, they're, they're slowly making ground on, on AWS, which is still very impressive, you know, but, uh, if CNBC does their growth chart, it'll start, you know, it'll have that, that sad downward trend. Cause you know, as you, <laughs> as, as you, as you, as you, uh, as you, you know, continue to grow your massive number, you can't keep, keep the those percentages up just because yeah but yeah uh, so i think it really is congratulations to amazon great i mean it really is it's a great time for all of these things to to take over and and, uh to switch out and then of course you know again jesse call us on the live sports i'm ready to go as soon as you're ready i'm in (laughs) um but now the other news was the gcp earnings so let's let's talk about their numbers so we just said you know aws 50 billion dollar business GCP looks like it's uh, 13.06 billion in revenue last year, which again, yep. nothing 50% to, jump. Yeah. Nothing, that's that's impressive. Nothing to sneeze at here, right? I mean, Korean is is in there doing his thing, hiring a lot of uh people. Now, I guess evidently hiring so many people that they lost 5.6 billion dollars on the 13 billion in revenue. So, well, I, I have to say yeah. that was a little surprising when I first saw it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, part of part of the the you know public cloud game is you have to spend a lot of money to be in the game, and um, you know you want to be in the game of bringing in that money with the high margins. But uh, Google is is still kind of treading that line between are you know are we <laughs> are we spending enough? Are we spending too much? Because we're not keeping up with it. So they lost uh, over five billion dollars. Um, 
but it's a lot of know, ads. It's it's a lot of ads, but you know the the ad fountain does not seem to be slowing down. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's what uh, made me think about the whole thing here. Is like a couple you know thoughts about it. it's like one, it is an incredible. It shows an incredible commitment to to uh, buy Google into GCP. Now I know we kid Google a lot. In fact, we're going to kid them a little later about them you know, taking away different services. But hey, you know if you're looking staring at five billion dollars, I mean that's real money, right? That's real money for everyone. And and so yeah. the fact that they're investing in it. The the other thing is it's more around. It just shows to me how solidified the top three really are, right? And how distant they are. It's like to play in this game. Right, Google being the third. I mean, collectively, I don't think that's breaking any news. Everyone agree they're in third place after AWS and Azure. The question is, like, to play in this game, you have to be able to lose $5 billion. And I was trying to think, like, what are the other companies not in this that could do it? Facebook and Apple would be the only two. And I think they have obvious reasons for not wanting to get in this business. For a lot. And, and it's like, it's hard to come up with another one. Like, Oracle, IBM, Cisco. I mean, just go on and on, right? Lots of companies that either tried it. <laughs> I, I, IBM's it. losing that kind of money without even competing. Well, but I'm just saying, you can't, like, you, I mean, it's just not possible. The financials at both Oracle and IBM, those are kind of the two that you think of, like, they don't support this. Like, you can't, no. they don't have these infinite revenue streams that allow them to invest at this level. Like, it would right, be, it's right. kind of like bankrupting the company to, to a certain degree. So, well, I don't know. I mean, it's you... a long-term investment. I mean, and the in the Verge article about Google's earnings, um, down down towards the bottom, they also say they have another section called the Other Bets Division with uh, their X Labs, Waymo, and and other you know kind of pie in the sky like the Loon Project things. It said uh, those made 196 million and lost 4.48 billion. <laughs> so you know, Google clearly is in the business of losing money to make money. Right. Um, yeah, so, so some of these bets are going to pay off. You know, you you spread it out. Um, you just hope that you know you're not uh, you're not on the the losing end of Google losing interest, um, which is, is something we kind of saw uh, this last week, which you know led to a, a, an endless amount of uh, cracking jokes. Yeah, I guess we should just talk about it here. So Google, I guess yeah. they're technically shutting down. Their in-house uh, is a Stadia game development unit. They're so, game studios. Right. Yeah. So, they're so not, the people so making exclusive ca- content. Right. So everybody immediately thinks when they see this, they almost don't even see the game development part of it. They just think Google shutting down Stadia, which, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It that's does the, feel that's, foreshadowed that's here. That's step two, right? Right. It doesn't it's feel like it's a because You need to have, you, I mean, the, the, the key to, to video game platforms is, all things being equal, you have to have some exclusive content to differentiate yourself from everything else. You know, if if Stadia doesn't have exclusive content, how are they different from Xbox Live? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Have you ever played Stadia? I can't say I have. I don't know. I, I nope. mean, people, people I, just, <laughs> I don't have any of the stuff, right? But uh, yeah. people I, are saying that's to too much latency. Video, you know, yeah, I mean, I have to turn off video sometimes to, to have calls. So, um <laughs> No, I'm not ready for Stadia. Uh, I still do a lot of, you know, downloading my content so I can watch it, you know, buffering. Um, may, maybe in five years I'll do Stadia. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the Internet here is uh, kind of prohibitive, um, which is also kind of the problem, right? You, you want to be – you want to stake out that early market. Uh, you know, you want to be the name. Uh, you know, when the market's ready for you to be the pets.com of, of streaming video games, you know, you're, the, you're already the established player. But – kind of have to spend money to make that market and you know i think nvidia was in the market for a while i are they still around you know steam was in that market it, I, I think they sold it off right that's that's yeah, what people keep I saying mean, that's what the verge article kept saying is like you know you start these things 
can't get the traction, you sell it off to you know, kind of some niche service is what it becomes. Yeah, yeah. And and so the people you're left with are, you know, the deep pockets who, you know, already are invested in the market. So, you know, you got your PS, uh, your Sony and, and Microsoft are, you know, they're they're not going to quit this market. Um, but, you know, a lot of the people who are dabbling in it, they don't have the long, you know, they they can't they can't hang with uh you know the magic quadrant of of video game streaming so uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean that's I where just, we are it's one of those things Stadia like just, is, is dropping into that bottom left yeah uh, it, do, it definitely feels that way it's just like it's just not the right time yeah. is what i would say right it's one of these uh you know this is another jesse uh, comment right it's like in the fullness of time and like whenever you say that you can say anything <laughs> comma you can say anything you want after right it's like in yeah. the fullness of time i'm sure one day streaming video games will be the way to go until then we're all stuck building these computers for our kids or ourselves and you know i don't or know buy, or to, buying our consoles buying the consoles yeah. i mean there's no better yeah. way it just doesn't nothing else works it's not like and i don't you know it's one of those things that we can say in the future is like no we were never really happy about buying all this stuff and having it it's like it was the only way to play the games that's all we could do yeah yeah um so you know eventually Eventually, it'll get there. But do we, are we, like, we kid Google so much here, I think, on the show. It's like, I don't know. Are we happy or sad that they make all these investments in the other projects and stuff oh, like, like that? Oh, like, I like it. No, I, I'm a big fan of of Moonshots. And, uh, you know, this is, and, and that's kind of what's, you know, tying it back to another thing we've talked about often, is um, it's kind of what's disappointing about, like, the startup scene is there's, there's, there's a, almost a, a, a friction for startups doing exciting stuff because if you have an interesting idea, you become, uh, you know, a feature release in six months for you know one of the big clouds. You know, so I, I think there's some stifling of innovation there. But I, I'm a big fan of trying these ideas, trying to find what works. You know, if you can stay ahead of a two pizza team, you can still make it happen. But it's it's a hard it's a hard scene. So. Yeah, I guess it's cool that you have these big companies with deep pockets making these moonshot bets, but I wish it was coming from the startup scene. Yeah, no, I think that's probably. I mean, probably. But yeah, you know, but you you can't you can't do a startup scene of of uh, you know a, a streaming gaming platform. It's just you got to have the deep pockets. <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah, you know, my my little startup doing public cloud not going to happen. Now not, you're not just going to just uh, hey we I just cloned EC2. It's right over here. Just it's all right. It's all perfect. Yeah, and that's going to be a little bit harder to break it down. Well, the other thing I thought in kind of the EOL uh, category is that it looks like IBM blockchain. It says that it's a, it's a shell of its former self after I guess some revenue uh, miss. So I think they're shutting down blockchain. So I think I'm I'm ready to retire it. Like I think they're like the blockchain. We talked all about. Um, you know, the various things with Bitcoin, but uh, I, I'm done. I, I, I think we, we don't need any, I think it's over for for blockchain and blockchain only. I'm actually retiring it. I'm like, there's nothing left to do here. What In are your the thoughts? fullness of time. In the full, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think the blockchain. I, I, no, I, I, I mean, you know, blockchain is a niche technology that has its uses, um, you know, but uh, somebody like IBM trying to stuff it into every use case and staff up huge amounts of people around it, maybe not uh, the best investment. Um, you know, they they explored the space and found the space wanting, or 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 maybe the space wasn't ready for them. All right, well, blockchain. You know, we're going to retire you for now. We'll have a save a place for you at Legacy <laughs> Conf potentially. Uh, but oh until, wow, blockchain can go to legacy. Well, I mean, no, no, I'm not immediately. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm putting you on the list of things that maybe I, you're more likely to go to legacy comp than you are becoming something that I really need to care about. 
All right, Matt, breaking news off from Twitter this week. I saw it. I read it. I couldn't believe it. Word is on the street, you're going to buy an iPhone. What <laughs> has <laughs> finally brought this uh, to happen? What, what has made this happen once and for all? Why are you doing it? Well, it, it hasn't happened yet. My, my, my Sony Xperia Compact XZ1 is not going down without a fight, but it, uh, the GPS chip or whatever has been dying on it and so you know uh gps is one of the main things i use my phone for apparently uh you know <laughs> navigation and uh running you know tracking my my uh my routes and when you know you get these big zigzags or you know your gps is like lost signal you know in your downtown or something and you're trying to find your way somewhere that's just that you know the device has got to go so that was the impetus towards, I really need to make this, this change. It's t- it might be time for a new phone. And then, um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, listeners may, may, realize, uh, may know that I'm a little bit on the security conscious side. I, I worry about bit. privacy a little bit. A little bit. Um, I've got, you know, tinfoil line on the walls. But, uh, you know, Apple's continued stance of, you know, the phones are the product, not you. Um, has kind of endeared me to their uh, their uh, route. I mean, I think the reason I initially liked Android was it seemed more open, more uh, slightly more open source, but that's not really a thing uh, so much. And but you know the the fact of the matter is you know you you are the product with an Android phone. Um, you know, so but I think we should talk about like, the big news that Apple and Facebook, yes, the Facebook are fighting over. And the reason that they may win Matt Ray's business, they've got an, an entire iPhone of sales riding on this for Apple, is that Apple has going to, um, starting in, I think, the next release of iOS, they're basically going to take the advertising ID, which has some acronym. I can't remember what it is. But in the past, everyone's been able to essentially look at that ID and, if you will, collect data Facebook was very good at this, at collecting data on all the things that you did and then do kind of like this micro-targeting of you. And so Apple has now come to say, all right, we don't think everyone doing that behind the scenes is good. So now we're going to actually flash up uh, an opt-in screen. Everyone will have to opt-in to actually allowing Facebook and other, other advertisers are doing the same. And so Facebook has gone so far as to, you know, one, they're in a huge dispute. I think I think they're potentially like, Maybe there's some legal remedies, but uh, this actually made it into the Facebook's earnings announcement that, hey, when, when, that, when this happens, that they could actually see some less avid, ad revenue. I guess it goes back to because they won't be able to do quite the targeting that the way they uh, can today. So I don't know. Yeah, like, where do we but, come down on this? It's like, on one hand, I know before you say anything, Matt, I'll just say on the one <laughs> hand, it's like, yeah, people should definitely know about what they're they should see, right? And like how, how things are being tracked. So I think awareness is good. On the other hand, like Apple, because it controls, most people consider the most profitable advertising demographic. So it's like you really want yeah. to advertise yeah. to Apple users. It's like they are kind of just in the middle here switching out like the rules on a, you know against companies that have built significant businesses on top of this. So now Tim Cook, I think, has said, hey, you know, I think he's quoted as saying, that he quote unquote didn't say anything about Facebook, but of course this was to Facebook. He said, "Hey, you know, advertising has existed a long time without this level of tracking, and it can continue to exist without it." But I mean, it is a tough pill to swallow if you built an entire business on this. So, so Matt, where do you come down on, on this? Do you hear that? 
What's that? It's the world's smallest violin. <laughs> Not a lot of love there. <laughs> I, I mean, Tim Cook's right, right? So what if your business is based off exploiting, you know, in, uh, you know, there, there is just because you built your business off of, you know, tracking all this information that there was never like a contract where Apple was like, oh, we're cool with that. Um, it's just, that's kind of where we evolved. And, you know, the, the kind of the pull quote I liked was, you know, a social dilemma cannot be allowed to become a social catastrophe. You know, we're, we're post catastrophe here about like targeted advertising and fake news and, you know, things being cultivated down to, you know, your phone, you know, being an untrustworthy device because, you know, of what people are willing to show you. We've already gone down this rabbit hole, right? And so this is an attempt to kind of, you know, close some of those barn doors and maybe the horse will come back. Um, And so it's just, it's part of this arms race where Apple has now chosen a side. And, you know, distinctively i mean you know they've always given lip service to it but now they're like you know what this this is something we're gonna do and it's probably not the last thing you know they will hopefully uh continue to sandbox you know these sorts of apps um that require you know i mean this has been ramping up as you know users of mobile devices have probably seen phones have been asking you for a lot more fine-grained permissions over the last couple of releases. Oh, can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? <laughs> no. Right? And then, you know, and you're like, no, you know, no, I don't need, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't need Facebook using my, my microphone. My favorite is uh, like, uh, can this arbitrary app use your Bluetooth? And you're like, what's going on? Like, why is it want the Bluetooth? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the strangest uh, message. So I don't know. Yeah, hard to like, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have it in me to try to like, you know, get the sympathy up for Facebook. I guess it's like, yeah, I mean, it seems like a big deal, but I don't know. I'm, I guess I kind of come back to like, I don't know. They'll figure something out, right? I think it, all this advertising. They'll be fine. They'll, yeah. Something will happen, some some different type of tracking. I know everyone's, uh, you know, I've been, I switched over. I didn't go the full Matt Ray. I don't know. Are you on Brave Browser? I'm on Safari. I went to Safari because it's very convenient I, uh, to me and it, it does more ad blocking. I'm not going, I'm not going as far as Brave, but I, I like what Safari's doing. It even gives me a little report of all the things it's done for me. So, I like where Apple's going now. The one thing that we fun to watch here a little bit, though, is that Apple, of course, is trying to make more money in the services side of their business. And many people feel like they're much more aggressive about promoting their own services, being Apple Music, sure. Apple TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so we'll have to see. Like, over time, do they kind of succumb a little bit to this, like, hey, we want to show you more advertising and we want to show you well, of our things, of course. But, like, you know, does that kind of... You know, is that like a, a thing where people start to get like certainly Spotify? I mean, if it, if Spotify were here, they would be like, yeah, exactly, totally unfair, right? The fact that they're doing this and we can't, but <laughs> but we'll see. But Apple can still win without needing exclusive access to APIs, right? That's the key, right? They already own the sandbox. They can say like, okay, it's a level field. Let's let's play. And you're like, but you are, you know, you already know how everything on the field is laid out. You know, they don't need, they don't need a leg up of, you know, hidden APIs and things like that. It's like, you know, if you can't, they can compete just fine. And, you know, they've got the deep pockets where, you know, they don't have to, you know, quote unquote, cheat to to win. They can just outspend you. That sucks. But, you know, um, which is why, you know, all these little apps are constantly getting run over by Apple, you know, Sherlock is the term, you know, where you become a feature of the, their next release that they give away for free. And it's like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Um, so, you know, I, 
Am I rooting for Goliath? I guess I am, but I'm just saying Goliath doesn't have to cheat. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, you um, you mentioned uh, you know, little apps getting run over. So I think you know we're the official Clubhouse podcast at this point, right? You know, I've we mentioned it. I gave out a bunch of invites in the Software Defined Talk Slack. I had a bunch. I think I'm out now, but they usually give me some more. But if you go in the Software Defined Talk Slack, if you want to try Clubhouse, you can't. So. I don't know what to think of it. Clubhouse, I'm, I'm sort of like, am I, I'm giving it just like an under, an incomplete uh, evaluation. I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. Like, it's kind of interesting. I think uh, my net review is this. It's sort of like the question going forward is it like, is it a meerkat kind of thing or is it, you know, uh, potentially like a TikTok thing? Like meerkat was that craze that kind of went around where everyone was like live streaming themselves for a few weeks, months, and then just kind of, you know, f- fall off. Uh, fell, fall out of favor, I should say, and just completely was lost. And then I think Clubhouse is having that moment where lots of people are trying it. Lots of people are doing stuff with it. I don't know. I, I just can't like see is it, the is future. Is it paid? How, how, how do they get make money? Man, you keep asking these questions that are just completely irrelevant <laughs> to what we're trying to do here. I think they're uh, just going to speak for them. I think they're in the, the user growth idea. They want to build a huge audience of people using Clubhouse. And then I think they probably have a, do- a bunch of different options to create uh, revenue streams, which likely revolve around some type of advertising. Now, I'll give you like another way to think of it is like, is Clubhouse a little bit like a blogger? And, th- and somebody made this case and I thought it was pretty good. It was like, hey, go back in time. The only way to write a website was to know HTML. And that was very complicated. And then uh, blogs came out and that was, you could set it up. But that was still kind of complicated for most people. Then bloggers like, oh, anyone can just like create a blog and it was very easy to, to write something. And I think this is kind of that where Clubhouse is. It's like, hey, you don't want to necessarily commit to producing a podcast every week. You know, that's crazy. Who would do that? Totally nuts. Um, you want to just get on, have some audio conversation that's very easy. And it is, it's just as easy as talking on your phone. So there's a kind of that middle niche where, where they are, they've made something much simpler if we're creating audio content than it is anywhere else. Uh, whether or not you can make money in the fact that it's at least today, you kind of have to listen to them live, which seems like a huge, that's just hard, right? You, and you have to schedule it, right? That's the biggest thing. You have to know something's going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant to like make it a, a strong opinion. I'm a strong neutral on this one, right? I just, I don't know what to say about it. Like if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad. It seems to be from the people in the software defined talk Slack who've been using it. Everyone seems to be kind of like, unsure about its success. Now, Matt, you came out earlier and told me you were definitely not going to do it. So have I, have I given you any yeah, reason? You can be a strong neutral and I will be apathetic or I will be uh, uh, against it. You're, the, you're I, definitely I mean, in our lagger category of clubhouse. I, I, clearly I'm, I'm, I haven't bought an iPhone yet, so I can't even use can't it. Can't even use it. Yeah, um, yep. Can't even use it. I already have clubhouse like experiences with, you know, um, zooms and elements and, you know, places where people kind of hang out and talk. Um, I like, you know, I mean, I, I get that aspect, but um, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or, or, you know, having trouble focusing. I can't listen to people talk in the background. <laughs> I, you know, so, so I either have to be involved in the conversation or listening to like not words. And, and so, you know, I don't see myself casually using the app. That, that, that's the key is like, to me, there's no, I, I, if I'm going to casually consume it, it might as well be a podcast where I know, you know, I'm not going to look up and be like, well, that was two hours. Yeah, and that was, you know, it's people, obviously people talking about, yeah. you know, AWS buying the NFL, you know, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. Um, nonsense. <laughs> well, I think that's the other thing. The only other thing I was thinking about is it is a little bit like, uh, 
if you go to many of the conferences when we could all be, you know, in the same place, it's, you know, there was a lot of panel, panel discussions, right? So it is like, it is a very simple way to have a panel discussion. If you want to crank up, have a panel discussion, don't want to have to really have any infrastructure, do anything. Clubhouse does seem to hit that. So, so we'll see going forward. I don't know. I'm just, you know, we're, but I'll say this, if anyone wants it, come in and software defined talk Slack. Uh, maybe we get enough people in there. We'll do a clubhouse. Now, not Matt Ray. I'll have to get Kotak, but I don't know. Uh, or maybe what, Matt Ray. We'll, gets we'll a- do a zoom and just turn off the video. See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. It, it's man, like, you know, and you would have been brittle in the VC meeting. You would have just been like, <laughs> look at this. Look, well, watch me just turn off the video on VC. I already have your product. Why are you in here wasting my time? Get out, get out. You kids. Yes. Well, I mean, because, uh, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when, when uh, Zoom, yeah, Zoom's the one who, who we're always talking about, you know, their acquisition plan. They don't look at this and say, oh, that's something we need. You know, they're like, we'll just roll that out in the next release. Yeah. And, you know, they don't need to, this is not an acquisition for any of the video chat people. You know, they can probably come up with, you know, a, a like product and they already probably already have, you know, iPhone and Android support and all the, you know, PCs and, you know, maybe, maybe some of them are already available in the enterprise, you know? So, you know, it's, I just, I think it has a limited shelf life. All right. Um, well, listen, Matt is, even, even Twitter, even Twitter has a knock. Remember the same already. group of people that told you not to buy snowflake. So when we're talking about this, just, just to fully clobber. So Matt, you are definitely on the pessimist <laughs> side. I'm, I'm listen, I want to reserve the right. Like I'm in a little bit of the unknown because I do think sometimes you change just a few things how you interact with technology. You can get these big explosions. Like uh, like TikTok had kind of always existed, but then you're like, oh, they figured something out. Like the way that yeah. they're doing it is so different, and it is just videos, but it's really different, and that's why they're like tens of but, millions. But audio of people using isn't it. something you can't. There, it's not something you can casually consume a lot of. Like right, the you. TikTok thing is, they've got the algorithm for showing you new stuff, and yeah, you're like, before oh, you page, oh, thirty it. seconds later, I'm watching this. With Clubhouse, you're like an hour later. Oh, would you like to do another Clubhouse with a bunch of randos? And you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm full, good. I'm good. Man. I'm All good. right. All right. We'll see. All right. Well, hey, before we get out of here, Matt, a couple of things. We'll just uh, we should. I guess we should congratulate uh, Honeycomb. They raised looks like twenty million dollars to define yeah. the future of observability. So I don't know. In the Slack and me too. I'm like I, I'm a little skeptical on this whole observability thing. So I just want you know what I want to I want to be more open though. I want to invite someone from Honeycomb to come on the show. We'll do a quick interview and they can explain to me and to all of us okay. why observability is something that we need and that we don't have. Like we know Datadog, we have Datadog and we have many, many other monitoring companies, many of which <laughs> we you know and I own stock in. And I know monitoring <laughs> is different than observability. So say the observability people, but I'm, I have to say, I'm not convinced. I am not convinced. I feel like oh, wow. observability could be monitoring. So I know that's Brandon, wrong. Brandon. I, 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 they, they are very distinct and different. Okay. Um, we'll, 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 we'll line that up for the, uh, the interview series. All right. And, someone uh, from Honeycomb, come I, I, on. I know, I know a bunch out. of Honeycomb folks. Okay. You know, they'll, Have they'll them on. I'll get a whole bunch of questions from Slack. I'll, I'll bring my own skeptical questions and they can straighten us out once and for all. All right. A couple of uh, quick things, Matt. Uh, if in the case you're looking for a job, uh, I want to let you know that Mark, uh, from Slack, he wants you to work at abstraction games. That's abstraction dot games, quite the URL. Fantastic URL. If I might say so. Uh, he wants you to be an automation engineer. Matt, you could apply for that job. You're probably qualified. It's, uh, it's, it offers remote. Could do that. Oh. 
And uh, but it looks like they're based in the Netherlands, so maybe if you did it, <laughs> that is know. not time zone. You know, friendly. that's really what it comes down to. It's not so much is the job remote; it's what time zone do you want me to yeah. work in? That's re- that should become the new job posting. It's like you can work anywhere, but the rest of the company will be off uh, Central Time, Eastern Time, GMT yeah. Time, whatever. Right? That's that's an important thing. So I mean, yeah, they've got some good games, uh, you know, but. Ooh, Netherlands, that's not my time zone. That's and, time zone. and probably probably not yeah. probably not a good fit for Sydney. So all right, well maybe Kote yeah. can recommend someone. Um also I want to let everyone know I sent some stickers to Christopher in uh Belfast. I think he's actually one of your friends, Matt. One of uh uh over there. So he sent me uh and I actually sent him some clubhouse uh invites as well. So he's got a bunch of good stuff. <laughs> um, go hang out with Brandon and Yeah, not just me. a quick thing. So he <laughs> wanted another one for his partner. And so I was like, All right, then give me your, give me that her the partner's number and I did. And uh and then I was like, Well make sure because it, it comes from me. I was like, Well, make sure she knows it's coming and she knows it's not spam. And then the next uh slack back he told me he's like, Oh, um, they got it and they marked it as spam. So that's it. Now my phone number's dead. My phone number's dead in Belfast. I won't be able to text anyone. I won't be able to talk to anyone. Oh. It's over. But anyway, that's fine. But if you want stickers, this is what you got to do. You got to send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. Like Christopher, you know what he did? He said, I said, hey, I need your 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 uh, mailing address. You know, he gave me his email address. And I was like, you know, that's not going to help. It's not gonna... He's like, <laughs> You oh. should just email him. He, email him a png he was like oh like, i didn't get go. it he's like you're right i need it. i was like i have to have the post. that's the only requirement email address will not get you anything but a postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com will get you some stickers so email me i have plenty of them happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world also conferences coming up we got devops day texas which is virtual i think the uh call for papers or uh, submissions talks whatever that's over but their event is on March 2nd. So everyone can go. Matt, you can go. You're in Sydney. That's amazing. But you can okay. be at the uh, Texas event. It could be kind of late for you or early, depending on time of day. But maybe you'll be over there. And then if Kote were here, he would tell you to go to uh, springone.io. And I think he's running, uh, what does he call it? Like the people track, the management track, the culture track. Um, so you should send him some ideas. I'm sure he would be happy to hear them. All right. And having said all that, Matt, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, so my, my, my recommendation is a, uh, TV show that, uh, I recently started watching that's been out for four years, uh, called search party. Um, it's a comedy psychological thriller weirdness, um, about like, I guess they're millennials or something who, uh, are searching for a missing girl. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm into the second season now. There are four seasons. It was originally on TBS and got picked up HBO. Um, and so uh, it's it's funny and most, of the, but also you know, uh, yeah, most of the characters are not really good people. I've decided, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I keep watching it because I find it entertaining. So um, check out Search Party if you want a, a psychological thriller slash comedy um it's it's an interesting uh show and then uh uh just uh, i guess my other pick is uh tomorrow i'm running the uh the sunrun 10k um i i haven't run a 10k in like six months so uh i'll probably regret it um but uh if i finish under an hour that'll be a, a major accomplishment um i 
when I was signing up, you selected a charity. Um, I selected one, uh, the Safe Animal Rehoming Project. So if you know, you if you like uh, dogs and cats and rabbits and other animals finding homes, you can kick them some money. <laughs> rabbits, uh, I'd appreciate it <laughs> for all the people. Uh... We're trying to rehome the rabbits. The rabbits are doing fine. I think the rabbits are good. The rabbits survive anything. I think they're. You they're can't have. It. You can't have rabbits as pets in Queensland. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So. So there. Oh, there oh. are rabbits are actually you know not supposed to be here and uh, Australia has a long history with the rabbits. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, you know we don't have that problem here. We have rabbits everywhere. They seem to blend in just fine. No one's upset about yeah. it, from what I can tell. All right. Uh, my recommendation this week is. Uh, in and of itself. So I'm, I don't really want to say much about it. It's on Hulu. And um, I was kind of given the recommendation the same way. It's like, it's probably better not to know much about it other than it's a person kind of telling stories and doing some stuff to entertain you. It can kind of, you can kind of watch it on multiple levels. It sort of can be just something kind of entertaining. And then some people think there's kind of something deeper in there. So if you're kind of looking for something that's kind of interesting to watch, it's a little bit different, kind of hard to characterize, but it's about 90 minutes. Uh, I found it pretty captivating. So I think, I think most people will enjoy it. And like I said, you can probably decide uh, if it was just something entertaining or you felt like there was some deeper message. So check it out on Hulu. It's a fun watch. Pretty, it's something probably fun to watch with your partner too, as well. You can then afterwards, you guys can talk about conversation it. starter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it does leave with some stuff that's uh, kind of interesting to do it. Uh, so check it out. Let me know if you're interested. I'd like to hear other people that have seen it. And I don't want to, again, well, no spoilers today. So maybe in a couple of weeks, if you've had a chance to watch it, we'll, we'll spoil it on this show. All right. Well, if this is the first time you've ever listened to Software Defined Talk, Welcome, and you probably heard the best episode we've ever done, at least the most recent episode <laughs> we've ever done. Uh, if you want to, probably subscribe right this very minute in the podcast player you're listening to it. You can also go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 284, see all the show notes from all the things we talked about on the show and a bunch of stuff we didn't. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Bye. I'm ready, ready. Check mic on. All right, let me write this down. Round times. Oh, wait, wait. Let me hit record on audio hijack. <laughs> See? Oh, it wants to install a new version. Uh, install on oh, quit. Shit. Now we're, now we're. Install on quit. No. I said next time. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Let that me hit not record. the best thing ever? I mean, that's just yeah. fantastic, right? That's the way it should be. Okay, now I'm recording. I'm recording. You're recording. We're streaming. We're twitching. <laughs>